0: The Jazz win it 117 to 87 as they should against a depleted Cleveland Cavaliers team tonight. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe joining us now. Well, Tim Lacombe, you wanted assists. You got 26. You wanted no live ball turnovers. They only had set. They only had 7 tonight. And some of them were late. And you wanted the young guys a chance to play. They got six minutes tonight. You must be a happy, happy camper.
1: I'm just impressed that you listen to what I say. Thank you.
0: Yeah, don't get don't get carried away. Yep, yeah, please.
1: <laughs> well, I know Booner can't miss it, but I know. I mean, Lock, you're busy. Booner just likes to eat those uh, animal crackers and listen to me vit talk. Yeah, I
0: know. I was all fired up for animal crackers, and I just realized I'm not getting any animal crackers <laughs> now because there was no Azubuke dunks. Azubuke didn't even get to touch the ball.
1: Yeah. Well, that's about the only thing that didn't go according to script. Um, you know, I, I mean, it was one of those games where Jazz just jumped out early, got got control of it. Um, but you know, in the meantime, played re- really well and, and shared the ball and moved it. And a couple guys, you know, Bo Young got got to see the ball go in again, which is great. Maybe the the tape is that the uh, is that the trick?
0: It, it well, the, remember the ca- the. Brace was a trick for a night, so I'm not going to... That's true. Ta- it, it, tape was, was good in Cleveland.
1: Yeah. I did like your uh, rock and roll things, too. I did catch that. I was... You you kind of had me for a second. I was like, what? Sweet child of mine. And then, okay, shook me all night long. Well, I got it.
0: Oh, somebody was listening. I laid off late in the game. It seems as though the, I was living on a prayer if I was going to try it for the rest of the night.
1: Uh, I, had a, I had a peaceful, uh, easy feeling about this that's one. That's
0: good. Well, I got comfortably numb. The third <laughs> quarter.
1: That'll be later for me. <laughs>
0: Oh, Oh, how about that, Ron?
2: I didn't hear you you all Are y'all shook up
0: from this?
2: (laughs) Now, if this we were playing Memphis, then I would, yeah, okay. But this is—hey, I was just trying to. Cleveland, the sun doesn't even shine in Cleveland.
1: No, but biggest thing, honestly, you you get the win. They they get a little hop tomorrow to get the day off, and and most importantly, everybody's healthy. Everybody gets through it.
0: And I, you know, as Mike Wells said, nobody in that locker room complained about coming home a day early. Nope. All right. Well, you guys really get me. So,
3: thank you, guys. We'll talk to you on Friday.
0: Okay, talk to you later.
3: One seventeen eighty-seven is your final Jazz beat. The Cavs Jazz game night post game kicks off next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe, Jazz. Take care of business against the shorthanded Cleveland Cavaliers, 117-87. to 87. And, yes, Cleveland was missing uh, many
1: of their best players, Tim. But uh, outside of that, the Utah Jazz looked really good. They did look good. And and we've seen that that games where maybe the, the other team's down a few guys or the Jazz are totally expected to win. You know, they, they just haven't clicked some nights. But um, tonight, the way the ball moved, 26 assists, the way they shot the ball, and again, that's becoming uh, a real theme with these guys. Is is they are, you know, they're shooting that ball a lot every night, and and more times than not, it's going in. So, um, a lot of good things to take from it. I thought Donovan Mitchell was was awesome tonight uh, in his 30 minutes, but uh, overall, just a really good performance by the team. Uh, Jordan Clarkson was terrific
3: against his former team with 21 coming in off the bench, and and Bowie on Bogdanovich uh, with 20 points tonight. Ah, uh, four of six from three was was really really good, and he's been a bit up and down. I'm I'm convinced he's he's still battling with that wrist a little bit. We saw the tape tonight, but you know, got to see him get his confidence back.
1: You can see he's trying different things. You know, he tried he went no brace, didn't want anything. Then he had the brace, had a game good game with it. Then didn't play with well with it. Took it off tonight. He's got the tape, so we know he's uh, he's definitely dealing with a whole lot with that wrist. Um, but most important thing for him tonight, he saw that three pointer go in four times out of six tries, and that's just, that's so good for his mind. Yeah, there's no doubt. <laughs> uh,
3: as for the, the Cavaliers, they they struggled, Tim, uh, shooting only 38.9% from the field. But that's, I mean, it's to be expected. They just didn't have, I mean, they just didn't have
1: their firepower. They they didn't have firepower, their depth was limited, so guys were playing more minutes than they're used to, um, and, and it got ugly really quickly for them. But I do credit the Jazz because the Jazz were present. Um, they, you know, they definitely understood the task at hand. I I was impressed with defense tonight. I thought, um, you know, a lot of different areas, the Jazz really made second, third efforts. And, um, you know, you bottom line is you put that one in the W column and jump on the plane and get home. Um, most importantly, like I said, nobody got hurt and you got through it wonder if the, the starters
3: played just maybe a little longer than expected because, uh, of course, big news, the, the Wizards game uh, to schedule for tomorrow night has been postponed. Knew they were going to have a couple of days off and, and probably didn't mind playing them a couple extra minutes, keep them sharp.
1: Yeah, and I wondered that, too, if once that was announced that, that, that their minutes would be, you know, the, 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 play, the main rotation players would get more minutes than they did, uh, and I think that's probably part of it. If they had a game again tomorrow, I'd imagine they would have come out sooner. So tonight the Jazz will fly
3: back to Salt Lake City uh, where they'll have a couple of days off. Up next uh, is the Atlanta Hawks coming up on on Friday night, 7 o'clock tip here at Vivint Arena. Uh, for those of you, uh, or we should say goodnight to our network stations. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have post game sound. We'll continue to break this one down uh, straight ahead as Jazz beat the, the Cavs tonight, 117-87, to right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, coach Tim LaCombe with you. The Jazz beat the Cavs tonight 117 to uh, 87 in Cleveland. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Uh, let's get to your sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Uh, tonight, the Utah Jazz shot uh, 50% from the field, uh, 53.3% from three, 24 of 45 from three. Uh, just terrific. They were led by Donovan Mitchell, who had 27 points on 9 of 15 shooting, 5 of 7 from 3. Jordan Clarkson coming in off the bench with 21, 8 of 14 shooting, 5 of 9 from 3. Uh, Bogdanovich, 20 points, 6 of 10 shooting, 4 of 6 from 3. Mike Conley had 12 points to go along with 5 uh, assists and uh, 6 rebounds. Uh, George Niang, look at George uh, break out of his slump as well, had 14 points coming in off the bench. On six of eleven shooting, he also added uh, added five rebounds. Rudy Gobert had four points tonight on two of seven shooting, but did add ten rebounds uh, and a block shot. So a couple of guys in in George Niang and uh, and Boyan Bogdanovich, coach, that uh, had a good shooting night that probably needed it.
1: Yeah, it was nice to see George get uh, some good minutes, some you know minutes in the guts of the game, and and he played he did play well. Um, you know the one thing George can really do is score. He can score in bunches, and he made a couple really tough plays tonight. He seems as though to you know he he's a guy that the guys rally behind. You know, watching the bench when he's playing, um, he, you know he must be a heck of a teammate because the guys really really relate to him. And then I talked about Boyan. Um, Boyan's going to be such a huge piece of this thing, and uh, is a huge piece of this thing. And it's just nice to have for him to have a night like this after struggling for a couple nights in a row. Yeah,
3: no doubt. Uh, but shooting 50% from the field overall and certainly 53% from three is just terrific. But, you know, realizing Cleveland uh, was shorthanded, they they still played hard. Again, I, I thought that Cleveland team uh, didn't have a whole lot of quit in them. I mean, they were full court pressing well into the third quarter. You know, they lost by, uh, you know, significantly tonight, what, uh, 30 points. Uh, so, I mean, they weren't perfect, obviously. But I, I didn't think it was for lack of trying. And and for them to keep up that defensive effort and the Jazz to handle it well, I thought was a positive sign.
1: Yeah, and really kudos to the Jazz because it is, you know, it's easy to say the Jazz shoot 50% from the field and 53 from three. But a lot of things have to happen for that to go well. Um, I see a major uptick in the Jazz uh, understanding what they're trying to get. Um, you know, the guys really playing on it with force in this little win streak and, you know, certainly sharing the ball. But this team is a is an offensive juggernaut. If they continue to guard, uh, and then shoot the ball like they're shooting, um, you know that bodes well for their 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 chances. To, you know during the season.
3: Let's get two points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call one eight hundred Go Serta or visit certapro.com That's Serta with a C. We do painting. You do life. Points in the paint tonight. Uh, Jazz actually outscored by the Cavs for, uh, forty six to thirty two. You know we could we can talk about explanations for that, but. Probably Cleveland, that's that's really all they had. I mean, they weren't banging down threes or, or at, you know, hitting many outside
1: shots. I mean, they had uh, points in the paint, and that's about it. Yeah, you look at their shot chart for a season, and it is a absolute uh, conglomeration around the paint. That's where they score. Even with all their guys, that's where they score. So that is not a big surprise. Cleveland
3: went 8 of 31 from 3. So uh, only eight three-point shots made for, for the Cavaliers. You're right. That's just not what they're looking to do uh, as a team. And, and as for the Cavs, I mean, there, there are a couple of players, uh, you know, Wade coming in off the bench. I, I thought uh, showed some promise. Osman who had 17 points uh, tonight for Cleveland, I, I think uh, has some potential. We, we saw Coro, uh, who had 11 points and four of 13 shooting coach Wells was, uh, was high on his shot mechanics instead of just not going down. I'm, I'm not so sure. I'm a hundred percent in agreement with that, but he's certainly a, a fine looking athlete.
1: Yeah, and, and we've seen uh, the shot's something that can be worked on. Um, he he definitely understands how to play, plays really hard. But his shot is a little bit flat, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of hand involved there. And so he's got he's got some work to do on the shot. But you can see where from an elite athletic standpoint, Okuro definitely measures there. Um, it'd be interesting to see when it all comes down. Like always, you know, he ended up going fifth. Uh, you know, who, who went behind him that just, you know, will blow your mind and there'll be, they'll, there is always those, those yeah. picks. All right, let's go back to Cleveland.
3: Coach Quinn Snyder is addressing the media.
4: Hey coach, I'm ready whenever you are.
3: Yeah, go ahead.
4: You can okay. start. Uh, Christine Kenny, Jazz TV up first.
5: Coach, this was the consecutive game that you've held opponents under 90 points. Uh, we talked about your defense ahead of this one, but how do you see it coming together?
6: Well, you know, Cleveland was shorthanded, but I I did think our focus was really good defensively. Uh, They made some shots at the end of the game, but I thought, you know, additionally, we we came out um, with a good mindset on the defensive end in the third quarter. So, um, you know, we just got to keep working on it. It starts, you know, with Mike and Donovan, those guys being up the floor, um, pick up points, pressuring the ball, you know, using their quickness, and that sets the tone for us.
4: Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
2: Q, just kind of curious about when exactly you found out about about tomorrow's game uh, being postponed and and kind of how that factored into uh, how tonight played out.
6: Well, you know, we were aware that uh, of the situation and, and whether or not Um, We would play tomorrow. So, you know, we were aware of that all day, waiting for a lot of the contact tracing to take place. Um, You know, it didn't factor into how we played the game. You know, we wanted to come out and play the right way. And, um, you know, it's the old adage, one game at a time.
4: Brian Miller, KSL.com. Hey, Coach, uh, you got a chance, uh, an extended look at Mie tonight. What did you think of his minutes? Well,
6: he he's been he's been playing. You know, with with Joe out, um, he got in the game against Brooklyn and had had a really a tough job guarding Lavert. And uh, I know he takes a lot of pride in his defense. And you know, there was a couple of plays tonight. Um, I don't know if you would even call them hustle plays, but you know, when he got up and blocked a three point shot at the end of the clock, and those are the kind of plays that can really be impactful in the game, particularly you know if you're not playing extensive minutes and I think when you get into the game like that defensively um, you know he was ready to shoot and we want him to shoot the ball when he's open and I thought he looked confident on that jump shot too so you know as the course of the season goes on you know we're going to need guys coming off the bench and um, being ready to go and and he he was focused tonight and did a good, really good job.
4: Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Quinn, obviously, you don't want to see games get postponed, but are you looking at this as kind of a silver lining of an opportunity for you guys to get some rest and kind of not have to do another back-to-back and get home earlier than you thought?
6: Um, you know, I, I try not to approach it that way, Sarah. Um, obviously, you know, you're always grateful for rest when when it comes during the season, particularly if, you know, you've had a stretch the way we've had, but... Um, we're just trying to, you know, stay in the moment, stay present, um, and whatever happens, happens. It, you know, could have easily the game could have been played, and uh, for us not to look ahead, I think is really the most important thing. And you know, right now, I think all of us are glad to be getting on a plane, but and um, going west instead of east. Um, that said, you know, I think our mindset has to be, you know, get ready for the next game. And um, you know, we we played well tonight. We played solid. And, uh, you know, you want to keep playing. All
4: right. That's all the questions for tonight. Thank you, Coach.
3: There you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder, as his team uh, beat the Cavaliers tonight, 117-87. to
1: 87. Any thoughts, uh, Coach Lacoma, on what Coach Snyder had to say right there? I just kept it simple. Um, you know, it was interesting to know that they they had an idea all day long that there would be possibly a no game tomorrow, but certainly didn't, as he said, affect their their approach to tonight. I agree with him. That it was a business-like effort. Uh, I thought the guys uh, approached the game great. Um, and, and it has to be nice in my mind to, you know, even though it's uh, it's a game postponed that you've got to deal with later, just at the end of a road trip like this. And, and the way this road trip to been to, you know, lose those games early and then, you know, put together three really good games together here and win, um, Quinn's got a few feeling good about that.
3: Well, don't look now. They're coming back from this road trip four and two. I mean, uh, considering it started out one and two, I, I think that, uh, well, uh, the Jazz and certainly Jazz fans would take, a, you know, coming back at, at that mark with a win over the Bucks.
1: I mean, that's not bad. I mean, that was a pivotal little stretch. You know, we look yeah. back as, as we kind of watch the season, probably 10 games at a time. In those first 10 games, that, you know, their backs were against the wall a little bit, obviously early and you know nothing really totally means anything at that point, but it does. And the Jazz did a great job of, dealing with disappointment flipping it around and and they've got a little momentum now
3: yeah they do and they've they've handled a variety of different situations on the trip too i would i would guess that they're coming back with a little confidence a little boost in the step off of this road trip and i know it's short-lived where they'll be home friday and then back out on the road in Denver on sunday which which honestly and and I back to your point that may be a blessing in disguise that they're not playing that washington game because they'll get an extra day at home and uh and be able to I don't know, normalize according to the NBA new rules. They can't go anywhere, but at least they'll be home with the, uh, with the loved ones in their own bed and and get a little rest.
1: And I heard Ron and and David talking about those touch and goes, you know, the games where you come home for one night, um, you know, you go to the game the next day, pack your bag and you're back out on the road. Those are hard. And uh, so any little, any little, you know, scheduling uh, hop that that the jazz can get right now is, is a positive one. I, they've got to be fatigued um, playing this many games kind of tight. But, man, um, you know, we can break down later the, the, the road trip, but I feel like it was a pivotal one, and the Jazz did a great job of figuring out a way to get things to work. Go Where Love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback, available
3: now at Mark Miller's Subaru. Uh, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final 117-87 to Jazz beat the Cavs. We'll get your player sound, and we'll continue to break this one down. Coming up next, you're on the Jazz Radio Network. jazz game night post game show brought to you by mark miller subaru utah's only negotiation free subaru retailer jake scott tim lacombe with you one seventeen eighty seven is your final utah jazz beat the cleveland cavaliers uh let's get a look at your master of the glass tonight brought to you by safe light auto glass local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball i'm proud to present uh this year's uh master of the glass safe light is also uh uh, well, the rebound program at the end of the regular season, Safe Flight will donate five dollars for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. You'd think I'd done that read enough that I wouldn't mess it up, but yet here we are.
1: Uh can you, can you explain that again? <laughs> <laughs> rebounds equals
3: donations. Okay. Courtesy of Safe Light Autoglass. Master of the Glass. All right. That's that's the gist. That's what you need to okay, know. Okay, got it. Rudy, Master of the Glass tonight with uh with 10 rebounds. He had two offensive rebounds and then. Kind of the rest of the boards are spread out. Jordan Clarkson had a nice night in the boards with, uh, with eight. Uh, George Niang had five coming in off the bench. Uh, Mike Conley had six rebounds, so strong effort from him. Uh, but uh, tonight, you know, when you're shooting 50%, 53 from three,
1: you know, probably not a
3: whole lot of opportunity out there for offensive rebounds anyway.
1: I think we need to get a, like a costume for Master of the Glass that Rudy could, should wear for winning it every night. He does
3: win it every night.
1: He wins it every night, so we got to get him like a, a crown and a goblet.
3: <laughs> a goblet that says master of the glass In across a case. the front
1: of it. Yeah, let's work on that.
3: We can go down there and uh, give it to him ourselves if we ever get down to the floor Somebody, you know,
1: again. lay him on a couch. Somebody can feed him grapes. Yeah, you, you are say, the master of the glass. I am the
3: master of the glass. Helping a lot of people with those donations, you know what I mean?
1: And how cool is it, too? I mean, Ryan Smith, obviously, with a win tonight, somebody's getting their college paid for. So, uh, I mean, that's a cool little uh, deal they got going, too. Lots of good things. It's pretty great. I mean, pretty amazing, right? It is. You start thinking about, and and obviously these things happen for every, but somebody's life gets affected by this, and it's so cool. Um, that, That was one of the neater things that I read in the last, you know, two weeks. Pretty cool,
3: right off the right out of the gate to do something like that, make a little bit of a splash and and make a difference, uh, make an impact uh, in somebody's life. Yeah, there's, and who knows what those somebodies will will go on to do with their lives. You never that, know, that's the point. is
1: yeah. they're all out there and they're they're gonna somehow impact this world. So it's really neat.
3: Well, it is just it's kind of par for the course. I mean, not to get too sidetracked with this, and we'll get back with some some player sound. But I always thought the five for the fight patch was awesome. You know, to take something like it, it didn't, you know, when the patches were first introduced on the on the jersey fans, feathers get ruffled a little bit like, oh, how dare you that that, you know, jersey has been the way it is. It shouldn't be advertised upon or whatever. But to come out with a program that, uh, that is raising millions of dollars to save lives. I mean, nobody could complain about that. Right. You know, other oh, no. teams, other teams have G.E. on their patch. But how many teams are racketing? are yeah that's right (laughs) are raising money to save lives with five for the fight i always thought that that was that was a terrific use of that space on the jersey
1: yeah and and it's again that's we we talked about ryan but that's his mo for sure is to find ways to give back yep all right let's go back to cleveland jordan clarkson with a big night tonight he's addressing the media
4: all right let's see what we got here all right first up will be tony jones the athletic sorry hi jordan can you hear me okay I assume yeah, yeah. You can. okay, cool.
7: All right, Tony Jones, the athletic. Um, you know, this is kind of a big, quick picture question. How have you been able to, you know, just kind of take what you do well, which is score, um, and just kind of, you know, maximize it over over the years, and and you know, to what to what you currently are right now, um, which which is kind of like the most efficient that you've been in your career.
8: Uh. Just trying to, you know, find different ways to, you know, do it better. Like you said, uh, you're saying it's most efficient, but a lot of it comes with our system and the guys that surrounding them as well. Um, you know, we have a lot of shot makers, guys that put pressure on the defense. Uh, makes the game easier for me as well. Uh, but to that point, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, I made changes in terms of not taking uh, super tough twos um, that I did early on in my career, um, and then kind of, you know, slowing down, letting the game come to me. sometimes, you know, I still kind of push it to the limit and try to get in spots where, you know, sometimes I, I shouldn't be and, you know, I turn it over or it's a tough, you know, miss shot or they steal it or something. But, um, trying to cut down on those plays and making the easy ones and letting the game come to me has um, been, a, been a, a, a process for me that. I feel like I've, I've made strides here.
4: Right, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV next. Building
5: off of that, Jordan, um, talking with one of your former assistant coaches, he mentioned just, you know, that free flowing style. And I just want to know how much, you know, for you, are you uh, just being present? Um, how big of a role that's playing, and maybe taking the thoughts out of it, less thinking, more just instincts.
8: Um. Well, that's a big thing too. Um, like you said, being present—you know, coming into a game, um, not thinking about, you know, really anything. Knowing that it's a new, uh, new game, new opportunity to go out there and and play, and you know, make my impact on the game. So, I'm always present um, when coming in, and checking in the game, and trying to make an impact. So, I feel like, you know, that's that's been a big thing for me. Not thinking about the next shot. Not thinking about my last shot, uh, just staying there in the game. Even if it's turnover, any bad things that happen, I'm, I'm still locked in on uh, what I'm doing.
4: All right, Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com.
8: Jordan, you guys came out with a nice effort
2: tonight.
4: You kind of didn't let Cleveland have a chance. Well, what's that like? Do you believe in the idea of playing down to your opponent or playing up to your opponent on a given night? And how do you avoid that?
8: Uh, just to keep continue executing. Um. I think we've we've done that uh at times. Um but you know, as the NBA, you know, guys, you know, twenty-point lead isn't nothing. Teams ain't just gonna lay down for you and nothing like that. And it's not where, you know, we're playing down to our competition. I feel like every every team comes out there to compete and try to win. But uh, you know, sometimes I feel like we do get lackadaisical with the ball, we turn the ball over and lose focus at times. But um as we cut those things down, I feel like uh, we, we're going to become a better team. You know, starting this road trip, um, I think we made steps uh, and continue to 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 lay those um, foundations down and, and keep taking steps in the right way.
4: All right. All set. Thanks so much, Jordan.
3: All right. That was Jordan Clarkson, who uh, was terrific tonight. 21 points coming in off the bench in 28 minutes, 8 of 14 shooting, 5 of 9 from 3. We mentioned it. He had 8 rebounds four assists and two steals. I find it interesting. He's, he's talked about this a couple of times, but uh, how he's become more efficient by, uh, I, I guess he didn't say eliminating, but uh, limiting his more difficult twos, taking more threes. And we've certainly seen the threes, but he's still taking some tough twos.
1: No, he, he definitely takes tough twos. It's the, the twos that he drives right to the front of the restricted area and scores over bigger guys. A lot is it, so impressive. Um, the one piece I'll take from Jordan and I read this in an article today and I apologize. I can't remember that because I try to bust through a bunch of articles, but uh, they interviewed J.B. Bickerstaff about Jordan Clarkson and he obviously had him a little bit last year. Um, But he talked about Jordan and just the way he listens when a coach talks and what he, how he tries to do everything you tell him to do. Um, From my experience, you know, There's guys from the minute they come into the program and you say something and you can tell they're rolling their eyes. They're trying to think. Um, But there's a reason Jordan Clarkson stuck around and has improved um, and understands, hey, I got to take a couple of shots out of my game. I got to make better decisions and holds himself accountable. That's the sign of a really good player. Um, And I loved reading that article today because I've got a I've got a real affinity for Jordan because of the way he plays and scores but to hear the type of person he is, you know, from a coaching standpoint didn't surprise me at all. Well, I Locke, I think, and coach
3: Wells were joking about this when coach Wells was on, but that uh, coach Snyder might be the first coach to ever tell him to shoot more instead of pass more. And I, that kind of rung home to me for a second, because I, I would imagine every, every coach he's ever had is like, Hey, Jordan, you know, don't be a bull hog out there. Spread it around a little bit, create for your teammates. And, uh, you know, I get that. And I, I, I had this conversation with Gordon yesterday, and, you, you know, you see how he plays. But it's it's just what this team needs for the role that he has or, or the, the amount of time that he plays, the lineups that he plays with, uh, the, the times that he's the most effective, um, it, you know, when you just need somebody to go out there and get buckets. And he, he's perfect for this Jazz team.
1: He really is. Do you think there's a possibility in this? I mean, obviously going back as long as you can remember, but I thought this through in my mind he might be one of the best bench players, guy coming off the bench the Jazz have ever had. I mean, he'd have to be on the list, right, uh, to choose from. But I just think his ability is really unlike any Jazz guy I can remember where it is just he's got one job and he does it so well and he does it every night.
3: The only one I could kind of think of, and, and man, I'm sure I'm leaving – yeah, I mean there's out. obviously uh, and, and people could by the way tweet at us uh, at Jake Scott's own. What are you at? T Lacombe at T Lacombe. At yeah. T Lacombe. And uh, maybe you can let us know. But I'm I'm thinking Kyle Corver, the time he was here the first time when he was coming in off the bench, shooting those threes, maybe. And I don't know.
1: Yeah. We'll, we'll give it some thought. Give but it I'm some telling thought. you, like over the history of this franchise. I mean he's on the, he's on the list of, of a couple of the top guys. Maybe our guy Big T when he was coming oh, off yeah, the bench Big T there was in the 90s. he was a bucket getter. Yeah, yeah yeah. A different type of bucket getter right. but a bucket getter. Um you know uh, yeah but uh, it's such a luxury to have and um you know the way he and Quinn have clicked has has definitely made a huge difference
3: and he's talked a lot about that why he stayed i mean a big part of the reason he stayed was his relationship with Quinn Snyder and you know for for a guy who likes to be coached uh, you know there's some connection there and you get it i i think i think Quinn is is popular with most of his
1: players oh there's there is no doubt about that and 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 then i think his staff does a great job you know we, uh, Alex Jensen's been around the game a long time played it at a high level of course, Lagarza. you know, it seems like a real player's guy um, and Skeeter. Um, so, yeah, he's got a great staff. Mike Wells, uh, we've had just an awesome opportunity to, to kind of see what goes through his mind during a game over the last couple of weeks.
3: Yeah, unfortunately, I think this was the last game that uh,
1: he's the, getting uh, he,
3: cleared I, off of protocol, I believe. So we have enjoyed having Coach Wells on the broadcast and and absolutely very insightful. All right. Let's go back to Cleveland. Mie Oni is uh, speaking with media.
4: Got first question from David James, KUTB.
8: So, how different is it getting into a into a game where you know Joe's out and there's going to be more minutes available, and and you know there's quite a bit of playing time as opposed to just you know popping in for a couple minutes at the end of a game?
9: Uh, I go with the same approach usually. I just try to just play hard in any minutes I'm given, whether I know. I'm probably going to play or if I, if I have no clue, I mean, I just want to stay ready. So it's tough, but I focus on just staying ready every single
2: game.
4: All right. Next up, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
2: It's, it's kind of a cliche, but a lot of guys in their second year talk about the game slowing down for them, you know, just as they kind of acclimate to the speed of the NBA, what's gotten easier for you as, as you're going along?
9: Uh, just the overall feel of the offense and um, playing with a lot of the rotation guys has been easier because I've, I've done it, been able to do it more and get more reps. So I think I'm just going to keep getting better as time progresses.
4: All right, we have a follow-up from David James.
8: Uh, can you assess how you played tonight? What, what kind of game do you think you had? Uh, I thought I played hard and uh,
9: did some good things, especially defensively. I always feel like there's room for improvement, but it's a
2: good start
4: and a follow up from Eric
2: Walden so let you mean yeah can you kind of take us through what your reaction was don was saying that you guys kind of learned about tomorrow's cancellation like in, immediately before the game started can you kind of just take me through like what the emotions were of, of seeing you know the covid situation kind of come into contact with this team again
9: uh yeah it's pretty crazy but a lot of crazy stuff has happened this year, so it's it's not really surprising, but it still is. It
2: still
4: is crazy, though. Sure. And Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com.
2: Me, I'm sure it's not where your head's at right now, but a lot of
1: the guys on Instagram were pubbing that you had an album that that came out. Can you give us some background on just
4: what what the history of that is and, and what it is?
9: Uh, yeah, that was that was supposed to be under wraps, but uh, just a hobby though. But yeah, they were. Posting it, but yeah, I'm just focused on the season though. So that was just what names just,
5: did you
9: go by on the album? Uh, TGF Prince.
5: And
1: how long have you been doing that?
9: Uh, I've always been writing, whether it's like poems or essays. So I just started writing songs. I, writing sounds like 15, then started recording during quarantine. I just literally just work out and do that. So it's just a fun little hobby when I'm not playing basketball. Thank you.
4: All right. Thanks, Mie. We are all set. Appreciate you time. All right.
9: Thank you, guys. Appreciate yes. it.
3: There you go. Mie Oni, what does he and Coach Tim McComb have in common? They're pumping out uh,
1: music. Yeah, it's hard to be so multi-talented, but Mie <laughs> and I can um, – we can help you along your journey if you if you need help with creative stuff. Mie, tonight, six points, three rebounds, two assists, and here's my
3: favorite uh, stat from him tonight. Three blocks – Including he blocked a three-pointer. three. Yeah. He, you know, he's he's got that NBA build. He's certainly got energy. He's certainly got athleticism. Um, he, you know, he might be the next Royce O'Neill type where he kind of carves out a role for himself because you can't keep him off the floor.
1: That's what I think he's going to trend toward. I, I told you a while back, I'm on this. I'm on the bandwagon hard. Now, even more so knowing he's an artist and a writer and a poet and all that stuff, it doesn't surprise me because he's a w- very well-rounded guy. Um, but I, I think that's exactly, you know, the, the spot that you're grooming him for is, uh, is a Royce type spot, a three and D and, and he's so versatile, you know, he can really grow his game from that too. So it's not really, that's kind of a starting point for him. Right. All right. Uh, go where love takes
3: you in the all new completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback available now. At Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final from Cleveland. Jazz beat the Cavs 117 to 87. More straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. It is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. 117 to 87 is your final. We'll get you more player sound coming up here momentarily. You ready for uh, kind of a stat of the night? Actually, two stats for you tonight. Um, do you know Tyson Ewing? Have you met Tyson? He does uh, does the stats for the television broadcast. He does it awesome, awesome. Job. I have met
1: Tyson in passing, yes. Uh,
3: so he uh, he sent me a little tweet, and he said he's going to have to uh, um, he's going to try and do this maybe uh, on a regular basis. Maybe drop us a couple of stat nuggets after the games. But uh, here's a couple of good ones. Tyson's come up with us uh, for us tonight. You ready? Ready. Okay, so Donovan had 27 points, and uh, here was his line: um, nine of 15 shooting, five of seven from three, added four assists and uh, and three rebounds. Um, tonight was just the third time in Donovan's career where he scored at least 27 points on 15 shots or less.
1: Wow, pretty efficient night. Efficient night. And and we've talked about like that's that number is about where. I like him at 15, you know, 15, 18, somewhere sure. in there. And then uh, stat number two, uh, Jazz became first
3: NBA team this year to allow opponents under 90 points in back-to-back games. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. How about that? Yeah. And Cleveland, a little short-handed, and Detroit, uh, granted, not the the best offensive team in the league, but, I mean, two good defensive performances.
1: Yeah, and you know what the crazy thing is? You don't have – like. In the in the uh, immediate moments after a game like this, you got to kind of qualify it, right, and say other, but a week from now, it's just a W. It's just the, hey, they beat Cleveland on the road. It's not like oh yeah, but seven guys were out. No, you just go, you you take that schedule as it's presented to you. You take what's there that day, and I'm telling you, man, the way this thing could have gone, um, the Jazz just it, they it was a business like effort tonight. By the way, if you want to
3: follow Tyson on Twitter, he's a very good Twitter follow at Ty Ewing 2. Uh, that's at T-Y-E-W-I-N-G 2. And he does some work uh, for Utah Athletics as well, calls the uh, women's basketball games up there. Oh, so, that's how I yeah, know. Yeah, okay. yeah. So shout out to Tyson. And yeah, absolutely. If you want to throw us a couple of stat nuggets after the game, Tyson, we'll uh, we'll pass it along to the post game listeners for sure. All right. Uh, I just let's, followed Tyson now. Oh, yeah, he's great. You're going to love it. Great right. follow for sure. Perfect. Always has interesting stuff. Okay, let's go back to Cleveland. George Niang addressing the media. All righty, we'll start with Sarah Todd, Deseret News.
4: Hey, George, you've kind of had offensively a little bit of a bump in the road lately over the last few games. Was it nice to kind of get things together tonight and feel a little bit back to normal?
10: Oh, you have no idea. Yeah, no, It obviously, you know, it feels good and it see the ball go through the hoop. That's for sure. Um, so I'm, I'm happy that that happened, but I'm more ecstatic that, you know, we came out and, and closed out a team from start to finish uh, like we did tonight. I think that was a heck of a win uh, for us, especially on this long road trip, getting towards the end of it. Christian Kenny, Jazz TV.
5: Part, part of closing out that team from start to finish, George, uh, your defense, and we saw it carry over from the defense we saw in uh, Detroit. Where do you guys feel that you're at defensively?
10: Um, You know, I think we're just taking it one day at a time. You know, we're trying to, you know, impose our will uh, defensively uh, night in and night out. Um, You know, this season, sometimes we've had some lapses. So that's been a real focus of us going into every game, making sure that we're defending uh, at a high level. So, um, you know, the Detroit game, we started out really defending and kind of had some lapses um, late in that game where they made a comeback. So I think it's been you know, um, a point of emphasis with coach, you know, to start the game and finish quarters real well defensively and especially starting the third quarter um, well defensively.
7: Eric Walden, Salt
2: Lake Tribune. Hey, George. So we're talking to Joe this morning and and he's telling us, you know, how this is a season where guys are going to have to be flexible because situations are going to come up. And sure enough, right before tip off, you get the news that, that tomorrow's game is postponed because of Washington's contact tracing. Can you kind of just take me through what goes through your mind in that moment? Just kind of what the immediate visceral reaction is. Um, you know, you just got to be in
10: the moment, be where your feet are. Um, and that's kind of the message that coach has uh, relayed to us. You know, he started right when the season started or our training camp, you know, there's going to be a lot of, outside distractions that we have no control over, but we can just be in today and and be in the moment and control what we can. And uh, I think that's what all of our guys are doing. Um, You know, you talk about, you know, unexpected things happening. I mean, nobody, you know, expected, expects, you know, guys to be missing because of anything, but you know, COVID is a real thing right now. So we have to be prepared for anything, whether if it's two minutes before tip off or, an hour and a half, you you kind of just have to be present and be ready to go. And uh, these guys, uh, these coaches out here do a really good job of keeping us all prepared and, and well-informed.
9: Sarah Todd, uh, Desert News with a follow-up.
4: George, you were talking about how nice it is to see the ball go through the hoop. What, what kind of has been going through your mind lately? Has it been anything that you've been able to see on film, like the way that you're getting your shots or have you just been in your head maybe?
10: You know, that's a very good question, but I, I think I can laugh at myself, you know, now, especially, you know, when you have a night like this, you know, hopefully you can continue it, but you know, I just like, I just talked about just being where my feet are, just being present, not overthinking things, you know, for the first time in a while, you know, I sat in my room and just closed my eyes and just was tried to be present. And then I turned on Michelle branch breathe and everything just seemed to get a little better. So, um, yeah, I just got to be relaxed. You know, sometimes you get a little worked up and and you want to make things happen right away, but I, I can't forget what got me to where I am today, and that's, you know, being a team player and, and making things happen and letting the game come to me.
4: I got to ask, are you being real about the Michelle Branch?
10: 100%. You think I'd lie to you?
9: <laughs> All right, we have time for one last question
7: from Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Kristen, I think you're
5: still muted. My phone was frozen. Sorry. I just wanted to follow up on that because just to get something, uh kind of just random, not outside of the game. Um, are you, do you guys, do you meditate like every day? Is that like a, is that becoming a part of your game day ritual?
10: Um, you know, I, I was trying to do it earlier, uh, in the year, but, um, It wasn't working. So I found a new new method today. I'm more relaxed. I can't give away my secrets, but yeah, I would say, you know, a nap slash meditation, you know, you kind of just want to relax and be, like I said, be where you are. And I think I had a great day of of preparation on this long road trip today. So I was excited about it and uh, I'm even more excited that, you know, we won and, uh, and we get to go home too. All right. Thanks, George. Appreciate the time.
3: There you go. George Niang, who was feeling some pressure to have uh, to have a good night, which he did tonight, by the way. Six of 11 shooting two of four from three, 14 points, five boards. But I don't know. Michelle Branch, breathe. Uh, Alex Lumberg uh, was a big fan. He likes George a little bit more now. You're big into Michelle. Michelle Branch is like one in my guilty pleasures playlist. Ah, I absolutely jam out to that.
1: I see. Okay. If, if I if I just breathe let it fill the space between i'll know everything is all right breathe
3: why are why are lyrics so much more unimaginative and uh and um weird when you just read every them? little
1: piece of me you'll see everything is all right if i just breathe now
3: do you think he was listening to that on loop or or just mixed it in every once in a while
1: is not the one that goes i just breathe
3: i i'm really uh i I would probably recognize this song alex, if do I, have if it i if i heard it but uh if, does alex have it are you kidding he has got the problem next is up he's, in the queue. he's behind
1: the glass and he's having guilty pleasures in there alone he's not sharing with us he's
3: he's been blasting throw us some michelle branch uh but uh, George really you got to feel good for him ba- bouncing back a little bit i mean he has really struggled uh so far this season so
1: it it's a feel good night for him and like I said, I think um, I had as much fun watching the bench, you know, when balls went in for him because, you, you know, he works hard. You know, he's uh, he's a guy who really takes it serious. And as he talked about, man, he's even into his game day rituals and flipping those around. So definitely a, a feel good night for him. And it's nice to see a guy who's been struggling get, you know, get, get a couple shots to go for him.
3: And that's the thing. I mean, I know he was asked a little bit about defense, but I mean, it's his job to stand out there and, and make threes and, and make shots. All right, here we go. She's got a very soothing voice. You can
1: see that. Talking to the rain. Maybe we need this for Georgie's, Georgie's uh, mojo. Maybe we'll play this every now and again. So this is, you know,
3: helping him breathe then. Is Michelle Branch still making it happen? She's still around making albums?
2: I think she released one recently. Okay. I, I don't know for sure, but I feel like that, that she did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Like
1: all right. So now we know what uh, little day, game day like with Georgie's, Georgie Niang. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to call him Georges all the time. No. Georgie. Is... <laughs> I like
3: Georgie better. Better than Georgious. George. All right, uh, let's uh, let's get back to Cleveland. Donovan Mitchell had a really big night tonight. Let's hear what he had to say. Yeah, go ahead, Christian.
5: Um, I was talking to Vince Lagarza at half and he credited a lot of the second unit production to Derek Faber's presence in the paint. What is the impact that he's bringing?
11: I think just another you know another big body running the floor, blocking shots. you know he was under, he was all over the place tonight, getting boards communicating. you know that same thing that Faber's always done, but now he's doing it at a higher level. It's easier when you, you come back and you know the offense, you know the system, you know where you're at, and he's doing a hell of a job. Uh, Got to give him credit, you know, understanding for being trapped if they're switching on offense, on defense, being there to blocking shots, grabbing rebounds, just being an energy guy and being there for us and doing all the little things. And um, that doesn't go unnoticed. Um, and I think that's one that definitely needs to be to be brought up because it's something that we, we really appreciate.
2: We'll go uh, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Don, just kind of curious as to when you found out kind of the, the news about tomorrow's game and, and what kind of impact that has in terms of, you know, how tonight played out and just going forward, you know, if, if it's an opportunity to, you know, not have a second night of a back-to-back to be able to get home a night sooner, that kind of thing.
11: Um, I think I found out right before the game, like right before we ran out. Um, I think that didn't really have an impact on, you know, tonight. I think we came out with the same focus. Um uh, personally I think the biggest thing is just got to continue to be safe man like you know at the end of the day you know it's 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 around you know it's something we can't ignore but you know if it happens we got to just continue to be safe and um, you know just making sure guys are as healthy as possible you know this socially distanced doing what you have to do keeping our mask on uh, This things unpredictable uh, so you can't really you know come in and say oh we did everything right because you know we could do everything right and and something still may go uh, haywire, as you saw, but I think the biggest thing is just continue to stay locked in on, on the, on the uh, task at hand, you know, and just focusing in, like I said before, I think I said it yesterday or two days ago, that just being unselfish, you know, like I said, I don't have a family that live with me, but, you know, other teammates do, so just continuing to to be unselfish and not just being safe for myself, but for my teammates, for my coaches, uh, trainers, uh, But that's, that's really all you can do, um, but as far as the basketball part of it goes, just continuing to stay locked in as much as you can. It's a weird time, but you know, we also have a job to do as well. And so we're doing it. Sarah Todd, Deseret News.
9: Oh, no question from Sarah. All right, we'll go with RyanMillerKSL.com. Uh, Ryan Miller KSL.com.
4: Hey Donovan. Um, long road trip. Did you learn anything about your team that you didn't know before?
7: Um, I think we realized what we have to do. Um, I think it was something that, you know, when we played that little that little homestand, we kind we, we kind of just skipped over the little details, and that's been something I've said since last year. And now we're locking in on them, you know, we had a embarrassing, you know, two games in New York, you know, and then we came out and, and these next or the past three that we had have been really solid on both ends of the floor. And I think that's just how we're supposed to respond. You know, you can go one of two ways at that point. And, you know, we did exactly what we're supposed to do if we want to be the team we want to be. Um, so this isn't necessarily a surprise. I think for us, is just continue to do what we do and, and do it well and do it for as long as the season goes, you know, and, and into the playoffs. Like that's that's our mindset. You know, we can't sit here and say, like, "Yeah, we did it for the last three. We finished this road trip, you know, with a winning record. I think the biggest thing is, like, look, this is who we have to be. This is who we have to be every night. You know, there's no let-ups. And if we want to, you know, win a championship, like, that's that's the team we have to be. And that's pretty much where all of our minds should be. And I think that's where we're at. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune.
2: Donovan, when it's the fourth quarter and you guys are up by 30, I mean, kind of, I know Quinn has you in the game to kind of maybe is almost kind of a practice situation where you get some live action and, and get to try some new things. How do you approach
4: it yourself?
7: Zero, zero. Um, gave up a layup. We gave up a five-hour run, I think it was, coming right into it. I stunned on the ball and, you know, when I stunned this guy's supposed to have my back and I'm not supposed to stun as far. Like, that's where your mind should go. That's where my mind is. Um, you know, I'm not, not looking at it as if we're playing, you know, the game we're playing and we're up 30. Like, I'm looking as if we play we play next, like the Nuggets or the the Hawks, like you know, you know, we can't leave Trey Young, you know, who's the, who, who would be Yogi Ferrell in that instance if you if you catch what I'm saying. Can't leave Trey Young wide open because that's a three. You know, that's where my head goes. That's where I think a lot of our head goes because you know, we're able to get away with certain mistakes tonight that we'll be able to get away with when we play the Hawks or when we play um the Nuggets or whatever. I mean, so that's where my head goes. Uh being able to focus in on those details because, like I always said, the little details are, you know, what, what kind of mess us up down there in the bubble. Uh, so it doesn't matter for up 40, 50, just coming in and working on the little things that help you become a better player and a better better team as well. That's it. Thanks, guys.
3: All right, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, tonight, 27 points, incredibly efficient from the field, nine of 15, five of seven from three, four assists and three rebounds. I like what he had to say there about defense, though, and learning from mistakes. And if you make those mistakes against a player like Trey Young you know, he's, he's going to make those shots. So it just, you know, Donovan
1: seems like the type of player that, that truly is always trying to improve and learn. The other thing I liked about that was how he recalled, you know, a sequence that happened in a 30-point in game in the fourth quarter that, uh, that he was still in and, and talked about how, you know, we, we've got to – that's where his mind goes. That's where, you know, their focus should be. Um, that's awesome to hear from from a leader.
3: And, and you know, I'm glad glad you said the word leader because last year felt like we kind of followed his evolution as a, as a leader. And I'm sure there's still evolution to be done. Like I'm saying, to, you know, he's constantly learning. But, you know, the way he's been playing so far this year, unselfishly trying to get others going, I mean, I think – you know, I think that's something that he values is that leadership role. And I do believe that he and Rudy can kind of have a yin and yang thing going, not unlike John and Carl. Differently, different, obviously, they have different personalities, but kind of different personalities and can lead in, in different productive ways.
1: Yeah. And I think that they're both guys that, you know, uh, you know, are, are consistent in their effort. And those guys are always easier to just be your leaders by you know just by virtue of the their effort and the in the the things they put into the game so um definitely a, a real luxury to have two guys that play at such a high level and then kind of lean on them to lead your team and they're
3: doing a, a good job and despite you know some maybe inconsistent performances I really like you know we hear from donovan every night for these post game comments and and they're, they're always insightful. They they always kind of have a little bit different vibe depending on what, what's going on in the game. Like tonight, for example, he felt, you know, even though they had a 30-point win over a shorthanded team or were going home and there's probably somewhat of a, a relief, felt like he really had a serious cap on there, didn't it? Where he was saying, hey, focused, serious, uh, eye on the ball. I didn't really hear the, oh, thank goodness I'm going home.
1: Right. No, that's that's definitely something that stands out to me too. He's very... As forceful as he is on the floor, he's kind of taken that tact in the media. Um, and when, you know, things aren't quite right, he'll say it. And when things are flowing well, he'll say it. And so that's, uh, man, the more more authentic leadership you can have on your team, the, the it's just way better for everybody.
3: You know who's listening to Donovan uh, closest, closest of all, don't you? Al- Michelle Branch. Oh well, I was gonna say Alex Lumberg because he has had a couple of curse words this year and he's gotta be Oh his right hand there, is right by right the there dump button. On the dump button, right there. I don't think we had any tonight. Though. The H word, but that one can That's go. okay. That one's that one's all right. We're not gonna get complaints about that one. A Couple of others that he's used, however, you know. Uh, I'm just glad I haven't violated.
1: Uh, me too. Hey. I, I'm glad uh, I am glad there, both of us have if you know, the mic were on during breaks for me, that would be different. But <laughs> I'm I'm, in, I'm mature enough to manage my vocab let's uh let's get
3: to your three-point feature sponsored by mountain america credit union helping members achieve their financial dreams uh, for more than 80 years very good night for the utah jazz tonight from three uh they were 24 of 45 53.3 percent just terrific um donovan mitchell was five of seven uh jordan clarkson was five of nine bunch of two and uh, two for fours going around George Niang, Elijah Hughes, uh, Mie Oni, all two for four. Mike Conley, three for six. Boyan Bogdanovich, four for six. Royce O'Neal, really the only one that didn't have the hot hand from outside tonight. Uh, He was one of four. But, I mean, man, when they make 24 and shoot 53.3%, I don't think anybody's complaining one bit.
1: I love the direction. Um, They've got a team that's capable of doing this uh, on a more than nightly basis. You know, we've seen it now where it's not like it happens one night and totally falls off. They've had strung some good shooting nights together. That coupled with this uh, kind of emergence of a transition game and the way that they're, they're really kind of focusing on the defensive end. Those are three really positive things thus far. Yep. Go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021
3: Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com or straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network.
0: Barrel. Working the right side, working Stone in lane, finds a back cutting, Larry Nance favors, comes over and eradicates it at the rim. Picks it back up himself, gives to Bogdanovich, one hand pass to Clarkson. Feet set, ball wet, splash, three ball, Jordan Clarkson.
3: Jazz game night, post-game show. Jake Scott, Tim LaComence brought to you by Mark Miller. Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. 117 to 87 is your final. There is your play of the game. You heard that coming in. David Locke on the call, of course. Play of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHM Auto driven by you. Uh, You ready for another uh, sneaky uh, but yet important stat from tonight? Fire away. Uh, Quinn Snyder moves past Frank Layden with 278 wins, uh, for second most, uh, that's in the regular season, by the way, for second most all time in jazz history. Now, of course, he has got a long way to go to catch Jerry, but man, moving past a legend like Frank, that's a big deal.
1: Yeah. Congrats to Quinn. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about it, but, um, he, he's done a great job, uh, with, with these guys and more, more than anything, the, the real tale is, is how the players, uh, react to them and I think um, you know it's been pretty obvious that that relationship's been really vital um, with Donovan with Rudy with Jordan um, just go down the list and so congrats that I mean those milestones are awesome congrats to Quinn for that yeah that's that's really great and and Frank Layden was
3: such a, a, a crucial part of this franchise in its formative years and even even going forward um, you know he's he's a big deal in this franchise and and I think uh, Quinn Snyder you know by all accounts, he's going to be coaching here for a long, long time as well. It's, you know, the the Jazz aren't necessarily the Pittsburgh Steelers of the NBA, but they're close. I mean, yeah. the Steelers have had Cower well, Noel, Cower, and Tomlin going back to the early 70s. I mean, with, with the Jazz, of course, it's been Frank, Jerry, and Quinn. And I know there were a couple of years of Ty Corbin mixed in there, but to, to only have four coaches over that period of time is is nothing short of remarkable, actually.
1: And, and that's what it takes. I mean, um Ownership to, to, first of all, you know, make their pick, believe in a guy, but then they got to trust him and, and hand it over to him. And I think that's one thing the Jazz do such a great job of is, um, you know, the way they work together as an organization. But but the coach really has the, the support of, of the organization, um, and they work really, really well together. I don't think it's an adverse relationship like some are, and, and that's a real positive thing. It's why the Jazz have been able to be so consistent.
3: Yeah, there there's no doubt about it and and um you know we talked about his relationship with the players a little bit earlier on in the show. I mean it's it's it, and I would expect that to continue on with new ownership, you know, that kind of uh loyalty to coaches and certainly those doing their job, I mean it's just kind of been a uh, um a standard of this franchise uh, for a long long time. But of course, uh, Jazz played very well tonight, 50 shoot 50% from the field, 53% uh, three uh, from three, which is great. They had three players score at least 20 points. Donovan with 27, Clarkson with 21, Bogdanovich with 20, Conley with a nice all-around game with 12, uh, six boards and and five assists. As we kind of, you know, look at this game, Tim, what can we take out of it even though Cleveland was, uh, was a
1: little shorthanded? I think just the way the guys approached it. Um, we saw how when a team was shorthanded, you know, the Jazz kind of um, – you know, they had to learn some lessons that way and ended up getting beat by a team that was shorthanded. Uh, and so, obviously, that was never in the cards tonight. I don't think that was ever going to happen. But the approach was different. Uh, their focus was different. The way they approached the game and really kind of dominated it speaks, like, you know, to some growth. And as a coach, as a fan, you're always just looking for a little bit of growth. And certainly they showed that tonight by the way they played. Um again the most important thing that came out of tonight is A's to win. Right. B's to stay healthy uh, and now they get an extra added day of rest prior to uh, taking on the Hawks on Friday. And as we talked about earlier, I think that might
3: actually work into their advantage uh, a little bit just because this road trip has been it's long. Man, it seems like it's Man, been a while. It has been a it has been a long time. 6 games. We've been
1: juggling Monster Truck and guys <laughs> in his studio and that studio and <laughs> Tonight we had our own space again, which was nice, but it, it's like superhuman stuff going on to get this season through by everybody. And it's pretty cool to see how everybody's working together to make it work.
3: Yeah, there's no doubt. And it's a weird season and more weird stuff happened today. Um, the the jazz will not be uh, in Washington as we're talking about them, them coming home. Uh, Washington could not field the, the eight people required for uh, for an NBA game. And so they're going to postpone it and, you know, it's the first time this has hit the Jazz this season. I would guess it's not going to be the last. And it's why the, the NBA only released half their season and they're, smartly built in some flexibility. But it seems like the entire league is, is really having their issues in one way or another.
1: Yeah, it's a wacky NBA season. And all you need to know as a Jazz fan is you're one game out of the best record in the NBA. One game after all that. Um, so... Everybody's experiencing joys and pain and wins and losses, uh, but the key is just to keep it going. Um, the Jazz now at 7-4, and four, um, and, you know, they're about where we thought they'd be. We always said the Lakers would be one, and everybody else would fight for two. Um, I see a path forward, which is exciting, because I see some things that the Jazz do better this year than they did last year. Yeah. I see bench depth. They shoot the ball better. Um, every guy out there, for the most part, a weapon. Uh, And they shored up their, their, you know, their, their front court um, with favors. So, yeah, there's a lot of really good things so thus far. All right. We want to say
3: big thank you to David Locke and Ron Boone uh, calling the game for us uh, tonight. We always appreciate their fine work. Thanks to Alex Lumberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Always does a great job. Who was our broadcast assistant tonight, uh, Alex? Shout out to John Kiefer. Thanks uh, to John. Uh, thanks to John for his help. Uh, thanks to our uh, post game sponsor, Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the all new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Uh, Tim, thank you, buddy. Always good to see you. We yeah. got a home game. Next time I see you, it's gonna be a home game. And Trey Young's here. Oh, man. I love watching him. Love watching Trey Young. And and the Hawks are kind of one of those fun up-and-coming teams as well. Friday should be fun. Yep. Thank you, Jake. You're a pro. 117-87 to 87 is your final. The Jazz beat the Cleveland Cavaliers. Our next broadcast will be Friday night from uh, a home game at this arena. Tip-off against the Hawks will be at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6, and, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.